The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled. The one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. So I actually think this is kind of a tricky gospel to understand, and I just want to unpack it a little bit and and give a little bit of context to help understand what the Lord is actually getting after here. And so from the very beginning, just so we can understand from a, a historical and cultural context, the position of these two people in society and in the audience that Jesus is speaking to, really this is kind of a this is a little bit of a shocker for Jesus's audience to hear this. Just like all the parables are always meant to kind of shake us and shock us. Um, there's a there's always a little bit of a of a of a weird ending or or something that's unexpected that comes in the parables, and so. Even though maybe we hear Jesus kind of going back and forth with the Pharisees throughout the Gospels, and so us hearing these things, we might have a little bit of a of a thought that the Pharisees are always the bad guys or something like that. It's not really the case. Okay, so in this instance, the thing that this particular Pharisee does from an external point of view, the actions that he takes are actually excellent. They're quite excellent. So the Pharisee does do the things that he's supposed to do according to the Old Covenant. And so he is not greedy. He's not dishonest. He's not adulterous. And he's not like the tax collector. He fasts twice a week. That's very admirable. And he pays tithes on his whole income. So he's paying 10% of everything and he's giving it to the poor or to the temple. That's that's very good. Um, Those are all good actions. And then we move to, and, and the Pharisee himself is a religious man, right, who is a part of a sect of Judaism. 
that generally speaking is well-intentioned and desiring to follow the will of God. Okay, so good things from the external point of view. Now, the position of a tax collector, who this person is contrasted with by Jesus, is not a good person in society. And the reason that the tax collector was not a good person is because the tax collector would be would be using people would be using people and using force the force of the Romans to obtain a tax from his own people. Um, now it's very difficult for us to understand what it's like to be occupied by a foreign entity because none of us have experienced that in our entire lives. Maybe some of you are post uh, are veterans and have served in the military. Maybe you've been a part of, of some place or another where you've seen what an occupation looks like. Um, it's not a pretty thing, especially back in this time. The Romans were experts at basically squeezing out every last penny that they could from the people that they conquered so that you're basically kind of barely keeping them alive, so to speak. And so people, people were really, really poor once the Romans started to take over. And so you'd have this massive, massive cash flow um, going from all these places that Rome would conquer, leading back to Rome. And it was harsh. It was very difficult living. You know, we're all feeling a pinch right now as prices for everything go up. This is like a whole different category. And so you can imagine the United States being taken over by some foreign entity, maybe Russia during the Cold War or something like that, and the Russians imposing a very heavy tax upon us. We're not, having, we're not living society by our own laws. There's not freedom. We're doing what they say. And then one of our own people, let's say a Catholic authority, a priest or something like that, or a bishop, this is just kind of an analogy for what's going on here, is the one serving and giving into the Russians and, and taking the taxes from us. And we might imagine how, betra how betrayed and angry we would be at that person who is one of our own, working with and squeezing money out of us for their own gain when we're already barely making it and not really interested in following the law or following God. That's the tax collector here. But our tax collector stands off at a distance and doesn't even raise his eyes to heaven. He beats his breast and prays, O oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And so, the person who Jesus is calling justified, and this is, and this is also helpful because Jesus actually tells us how to interpret the words that he's, he's going to say. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Okay, so there's kind of the key to understand this. The thing that the tax collector is doing that is noble and good is he's actually sorry for the lifestyle that he has taken up and he's living in reality. 
He acknowledges reality as it is. He understands that God is God. And the only one who can justify him, the only one who can have mercy on him, is God. It's not that he's actually doing the right things. This is like a starting point for him. He acknowledges reality as it is. We call that humility. That's what humility is. Humility is to see ourselves, to see God, and to see the rest of God's creation, all of reality, as it actually is. And the state of reality is, we didn't come into this world because we deserve to come into this world. Everything is a gift. I had nothing to do with myself being born. I had nothing to do with myself being born in a, into a family that loves me. I myself had nothing to do with the fact that I'm here worshiping in, in the Catholic Church. These are all gifts. These are all major, major gifts that come from God. And there's an acknowledgement here of the human condition by the tax collector that he is sinful and that there's nothing he can do to make things right with God. Period. As there is not from with any of us. There's nothing any of us can do to earn salvation. We can't earn it. Jesus, out of the pure gratuity of his sacred heart, died for our sins, and he was the only one that could save us. We are called to cooperate with his salvific plan. That's what we're called to do. And so the issue with the Pharisee is, if you notice his words, it's constantly referring to himself. He's the one in control. God's not the one in control. He's justifying himself by the actions. Maybe in a modern context. Oh no, I'm, I'm a good person, Father. I'm a very good person. I go to Mass every Sunday. I do all the things that I'm supposed to do. I provide for my family. When there's a mentality that I myself justify and save myself, we're, we're getting outside of reality. And there's a very heavy inclination towards this mentality in society nowadays. And what I mean by that is the, is the mentality of presumption. It's living according to our own rules rather than living according to the rules and the laws that have been revealed by God himself. What I mean by that is, yes, I'm good with God. I actually had somebody last night ask me this. Said, I, I, I'm on board with what the Catholic Church teaches. I, you know, for the most part, I mean, I think it's good to go to Mass or whatever. I'm not on board with the whole confession thing. Why do I need to go to a priest and tell this other guy the sins that I've committed? Why do I got to do that? Why can't I just tell God one-on-one? -on -one? I'm good with God. And you know what? That's actually not a, not a bad question. The underlying mentality, though, is who makes the rules? To who 
do I follow and am I obedient to? Am I my own God? Or am I the one justifying and making my own rules? As far as understanding reality. God has revealed to us that the way to salvation is through his church that he established, which is, in its fullness, the Holy Catholic Church. He has given us a means that he himself has decided is best for us, which is that we have to confess our sins when they are grave through this earthly person in whom Christ says has the capacity to loose and to bind. John chapter 20. And through this earthly authority, John chapter 21, excuse me. And through this earthly authority, my sins are forgiven. This is according to the way that God himself decides. Once again, this is, this is what Jesus is calling out here. Are we living according in a, in a, in a, in a place of humility where we, we follow God according to his revelation and we acknowledge the reality that we are not our own saviors? Or do we live with this disposition that we justify ourselves and we're the ones who decide how we justify ourselves? I love God, I love Jesus, but I don't, and I love the Bible, but I don't need religion. Once again, this mentality of presumption and justification, on whose terms do I live? And the beautiful thing about God, as we know, is he desires to show us his mercy. It's actually what he wants to do. God didn't become a human being and suffer on the cross for no reason. God desires to shower us with his mercy. But he would like us to acknowledge reality as it is. He'd like us to grow in humility. And from the place of humility and letting go of control and not living on our own terms, we actually find ourselves free find ourselves free, because it's freeing to not be our own gods. It's freeing to allow God to be God. And it's freeing to be a child, trusting in our Father, who knows what's best for us and desires to give us gifts. Jesus, we ask you to bless us all with the humility of the tax collector in today's gospel. Help us to not become prideful, presumptuous, and help us to be eager. Help us to be eager to come to you with a full, contrite heart and eager to receive your mercy. Help us to not be full of ourselves. And we know how easy it is to rationalize and form justifications and harden our heart ultimately to you. Help us to let go of any blind spots that we might have in our lives and be in perfect union with you. We ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen.
And let us take a few moments in silent prayer to just listen to and speak with the Lord in our hearts.